You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from a planet where our greatest foes are our greatest source of income. I guess it's a place where you either borrow or get money from your foe, but then they're your foe too, so they borrow money from you? I don't know how the economy works. It's confusing, but this is International RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. so confusing like are the transactions mutual how does it, it's like anyway we, like we like, hate we hate each other but at the same time like hey can i borrow 50 bucks i need to you know and, and it's like you know well crap like what then happens you know, like then it's like you give your money your foes money to what happens if you give your foes money to like one of their like secondary foes and like, no, 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 no. Like it's like, it's like an American express. Like we don't accept that card here. We don't accept your foes here. <laughs> uh, hello everybody. I'm Travis. Hey everybody. I'm Brandon. Welcome to the show. International RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast where we talk about nothing but Rick and Morty stuff all the time, every time. Uh, Every time, nothing but Rick and Morty, especially <laughs> in our first segment that we'll get to in just a moment. Uh, but thank you for being here. Thank you uh, for listening or watching wherever wherever you consume this content. Uh, we're glad you're here. Hopefully you caught our last episode where we talked about the release date for season seven. Uh, that's right. Season seven of Rick and Morty is coming out October 15th. Super excited for that. And uh, we are back in full swing podcasting and preparation for the brand new Rick and Morty season. So if you want to follow along with us, anything else that we're doing here with the podcast, you can follow us on X uh, at Rick and Morty pod. <laughs> it, it'll, I'm never going to say it, it normally. It uh, it somebody can't. clip that for like five months from now. And I'm just saying X normally. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rick and Morty podcast. We're on Instagram, Rick and Morty pod. Uh, send us an email, rickandmortypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts about the upcoming season. Uh, we're on threads, Rick and Morty pod. Um, head over to the subreddit. Maybe maybe you had different opinions about Reddit over the last summer, uh, but maybe maybe you want to come back, check out uh, rickandmorty.reddit.com or our subreddit, rickandmortypodcast.reddit.com. And then our website, rickandmortypod.com. Uh, we are putting the videos out there on our YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm or support our show directly at patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm. That's it. That's how you get a hold of us. Hopefully you're writing them down because I was saying them very quickly. No, no, that that was probably the most effective you've been in a long time. Other than the X, <laughs> other, than, other than that part, it was, X. it was so smooth. It was so, it was crystalline. Elon was, wants to call it X. X. It's it's like what I wanted to call stuff when I was six years old, right? And like, yeah, this is this is this is easy because it's the only it's one of the only letters I know. <laughs> Go ahead, and name it X. Anyways, yes. um, yeah, cool. How are you doing, Travis? I'm great. I feel strong, healthy. How yeah. how about you? How are you doing? Strong and healthy as well. Nothing wrong. Good. No, nope. no diseases or things affecting me. Perfect. I can't wait for you to be uh, full of vigor and excitement throughout the entirety of this episode. <laughs> shall, we, shall we get to it? Let's shall, my friend. Uh, all right. Let's start with everyone's favorite 
uh, segment of the show. It's a segment we like to call semi-pertinent news. Travis almost forgot what the name of the segment was. It's semi-pertinent news, of course. Of course, it's semi-pertinent news. I, I didn't forget the name of the segment. I forgot what segments were called. I forgot the word segment. <laughs> oh, you forgot the word segment. Travis forgot yeah. the word of the thing that goes in between things. <laughs> uh, all right. it's It's been a minute. Uh, since we did a full episode of Interdimensional RSS, including semi-pertinent news. Uh, but I wanted to revisit a show that is produced by Dan Harmon, co-creator of Rick and Morty, that has been out for a few weeks now on Apple TV+. That is, of course, Strange Planet, Nathan Pyle's brand new series. Uh, this is based on the comic characters from his webcomic series that you can find on many a social media platform. Uh, I've followed these for a long time. They're super funny. And Brandon, you and I have both gotten a chance to watch some of these episodes. I just want like a quick, super short, succinct. How do you feel about the show? What do you what do you what do you think of it so far? Short, succinct. Okay, here we go. Short and succinct. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you like the webcomic, you will enjoy what they're trying to do with the show i think yes. that the hardest part about the show is understanding what they're talking about because they are describing things eventually you get it you're like oh okay mild poison is alcohol got it jitter liquid yes. coffee right those those types of things eventually you pick up but it takes a little while to understand and sometimes when they introduce new concepts you're like okay what are they what are they talking about but yeah. other, than, other than that, what I really like about that show is the positivity that ends at the end of, of every episode. Travis, your go. Yeah, I, I think the show, I, I have the exact same critique in that the show is really positive. I think the characters are great. I find it very interesting that they're able to have these beings that have no names, no genders, still somehow create recognizable and rememberable, rememberable characters from episode to episode. Rememberable. Rememberable. Uh, but the thing that makes the webcomic so great is the way they would talk differently. They would, they would talk about things differently. They would describe stuff from the environment using different terms. And I think that was... Some of those gags were some of the best parts about the webcomic the translation from the written form to the spoken form can be difficult to follow at times because until you learn those cues, jitter liquid, mild poison, uh, mouth stones, <laughs> mouth stones are your teeth. Your teeth are mouth stones. <laughs> but as they're just having a conversation and the conversation is moving very quickly, you have less time to process okay, I love the feel of the mild poison running over my mouth stones. What I have to, I have to do the mental gymnastics to connect yeah, all the things. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're talking about yes, that and this and that. So the show is good. I think you should check it out. If you have Apple TV plus go see it, go watch it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that I, and, and congrats to, to Dan and Nathan and Steve for uh, the new show and and 
wish you all the success on on future seasons. All right. All right. Well, so that that is that's our first bit of news. Our next bit of news comes to us by way of X. X. <laughs> Elon's new website they've never used before. Uh via via IGN, uh although the tweet we have is from Culture Crave at Culture Crave. Uh this this news is that's, is, that's boy boy George's band. Do Culture you Crave, really right? want to main me? Is uh what Zack Snyder says or sings about Fortnite. Uh, so yeah, Zack Snyder says he got deeply into playing Fortnite. He does zero builds. I don't know what that means. And mains Mr. Me Seeks. Oh, there you go. Semi-pertinent news. Starting to get weird. Zack Snyder, director of such hits as Watchmen, Dawn of the Dead remake, and uh, the upcoming Star Wars knockoff mains Mr. Me Seeks in Fortnite. So yeah, you don't cool. understand what it means with, that when he doesn't build. Oh, you ever play fork knife. Oh, zero you ever build. Play fork knife? Okay, so zero build. When I when I think of builds, I think of like League of Legends or World of Warcraft RPGs where builds are specific talent points and certain talent trees with different glyphs, whatever, to make you powerful in some way or shape or form. But duh, yeah, in Fortnite you build stuff as you're as you're shooting. So he's a he's a zero builder, which I mean, tell you what, zero builders make sense because old men who play that game. Who can't who can't be bothered to figure out the build mechanics are nope, zero builders. That, that's us. Zero <laughs> builders. I I saw this, I saw this post and then scrolled down, and the next like quoted tweet underneath it is the IGN interview where he says exactly what's in this tweet. So anyway, congrats, Zack <laughs> Snyder. Hope you enjoy Fortnite. It's it's still a game. Uh, <laughs> and, and good luck and good luck on your uh, on, on your DC universe. Okay. Yeah. This is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's that's about it, except for oh um, oh shoot 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 shoot. Yeah, of course, Travis. It's a Dan Harmon social media minute. Dan Harmon quit X, and he wasn't on Twitter anymore, <laughs> but he still has an Instagram and sometimes some threads. Stan Harmon social media. Minute. All right. Um, that, was, that was the grunge uh, Dan Harmon. Uh, yeah, Dan Harmon's, I mean, he's striking. Uh, unfortunately, these writers and actor strikes, they, they continue on with, with no, no end in sight. I don't yeah. know. I'm not part of the industry. What do I know about it? Uh, so, so most of Dan Harmon's Instagram lately is him... Uh, potentially breaking picket lines by sharing uh, Cody's show um, jury duty still <laughs> on his social media. Uh, there's 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 posts of him bowling and also posts of his dogs. Uh, this is a particular favorite of mine with a caption that reads, among climate changes, more deceptively adorable faces is that of the Kavia Fragutus, the giant Arctic guinea pig. Often misclassified as a miniature polar bear, this colossal rodent has been driven south by shrinking ice caps and Russian poachers, bringing its omnivorous, tundra-hardened appetite to unprepared North American biomes. String cheese and blueberry farmers are reporting record losses, and by 2030, 40% of California's popcorn may vanish. 
It's a picture of a dog. It, it's a picture. It's a picture of a cute dog. It's not. A, it's not, not a, Dan it, Harmon. It's <laughs> not. A, it's not a guinea pig at all. Oh, Dan Harmon, you got oh. us again. I had to oh, click the link. What a trickster! I had to click what the link because I didn't. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. But no, it's a dog. Uh, oh, Dan Harmon, <laughs> good on you. All right, that's it. If you want to follow Dan Harmon, uh, do that. Uh, all right, that's it for <laughs> semi-pertinent news. And when we come back, uh, we are going to be taking a deep dive into the history of Rick Prime right after these messages. All right, everybody, we are back and it is time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast. That's right. It's the main thing. Travis didn't forget the name of this segment. No, he didn't. He didn't forget the name of the segment. It's the main thing. Welcome to the main thing, baby. Welcome to it. It's the main thing segment brought to you by Travis and Brandon. Did it did. <laughs> all right. Very good job, Brandon. Yeah, Very thanks. good. Thanks. Um, all right. So uh, as as many of you know, season seven is just uh, about a month and a half away. Around the corner. I can't believe it. Ooh. It's just right around the corner. It's sneaking up on us. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a social media post where Adult Swim was teasing the release of the release date. And we talked about this in the bonus episode. Um, but there was there was a, a little trailer. It, there was no... It was it was just like a montage yeah. of all of the appearances of Rick Prime over over the course of the show. It was it was it was almost just like a deep dive into the backstory of Rick, his tortured past, and his his facing off with Rick Prime. So so we thought yes, there's there's obviously been talk about Rick Prime in the last season. Maybe it's time before we get into season seven to take a look back explore the canonical misadventures <laughs> of Rick that the show is, is making that adjustment. It's moving towards more, you know, interwoven storylines throughout the seasons. So, so let's, let's adjust to let's, let's go back and look at the appearances of Rick prime and, you know, sort of like ask ourselves some questions okay. and, and figure out our thoughts uh, before we get into season seven, no, you, you ready for that, Brandon? You, I, I, excited? I, I, I'm, I'm, oh man, I'm excited. I've got all the energy in the world for this. So here's what, here's one of the questions I want to ask you, Travis. Now, this we episode prepped for this, and and we don't we don't it happened, know, believe it or not, fair listener There's notes, fair listener. We don't always episode prep for these things, but today we did. Uh, now. We went, we looked at the, we looked at the trailer. What was the trailer of, of clips, a clip show trailer. And Travis, this was your idea to go back and watch each, some of those episodes. Maybe not the full episode, but watch some of the episodes to, to actually like maybe uh, refresh our memory on, on the Rick versus Rick Prime stuff. What yeah. was your methodology for going back in time into the seasons and finding it out did you did you go chronologically did you did you actually just pick pick pieces and then move on to new episodes or did you watch the whole episode tell me more i i mean the, the first thing that i did was try to just remember what episodes had any sort of 
bit of Rick Prime in them. And the ones that stood out to me were obviously the season three premiere, the the, the surprise April Fool's podcast that that put Szechuan sauce on the map. Uh, the 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 uh, Rick Shank Redemption. This was this was the and, and really just any episode that had like Rick backstory were were episodes that I tr- tried to look into. So started with Rick Shank Redemption, and then really it, it, most of my <laughs> my uh, process was going through Max and looking at the episodes and looking at and be like, was there was there any Rick Prime? No, I don't think there was. No, oh. Season five, Returnal Friendshine, and uh, Rick Murray Jack. There's there's got to be some stuff in there, right? Yeah, there's yeah. a bunch of backstory stuff in there, and then obviously the uh, premiere and finale from season six. Those those are ones we've sort of talked to and thought about. So I watched those episodes in order, from oldest to newest. But if there was like B plot stuff happening, I would kind of like skip ahead a little bit. Be like, all right, like I've I've seen this episode six or seven times i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna skip ahead a little bit and see what else although there were some episodes tell you what um rick shank redemption being one of them where i was just like it's classic app classic episode i i watched the majority of that for sure okay all right i i did the opposite of you i actually started with the season six finale and uh, the season six finale is uh rick miss vacation rickation or whatever and uh like okay there's there's stuff in here that is related to, uh, to Rick prime stuff. Okay. I guess, I guess I'll start here. Wait, is it, does it, is that, was there stuff in there? Um, you know, I don't, I don't yeah. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Yeah, no, there, there totally was. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a stupid lightsaber stuff. Anyway. So yeah, I went back. Rictional Mort, Mort Poon Rickmas <laughs> Mortication, uh, has, has it actually a fair amount of, of Rick prime stuff in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. The, the 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 whole reason I got confused was because yeah, that the whole reason that the, there's drama there is because we find out that Rick had replaced himself at the beginning of that whole Knights of the Sun thing, and yeah. it goes backwards. So so I started there. I went backwards because I wanted to have the answer and then look back at the clues that they gave us throughout the seasons uh, to to then like. Yeah, okay, cool. Have they changed anything? No, they haven't changed anything at all. That this is really great. So uh you went you started from the beginning towards the end. I went from the end towards the beginning. Yeah, and it's interesting when you when you watch some of these episodes back and I mean season three, we're talking years and years and years ago that, that those episodes came out. And that I mean we're talking pre-contract negotiations, pre-COVID, like long time ago these episodes were out uh a a phenomenal episode and our first glimpse at all into rick's past which i think a lot of fans really gravitated towards uh but for for those of you that maybe haven't watched that episode in a really long time that the part of the episode that i I really want to dig into is where uh rick is explaining how he invented interdimensional travel uh, because the Gronflamites are trying to get that technology. They're and in it, a brainalyzer, this right? This is in 301, so, the Rick Shank Redemption, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Rick finally goes to the garage where it all happens. And uh, this is where we first see Rick Prime. Uh, he he appears 
offering Rick interdimensional travel. Um, he sort of introduces the idea to him. Rick is just trying to create some sort of like teleportation device, but Rick Prime opens up this idea to travel across the multiverse, so to speak. Uh, he talks about a nonstop party where all the guests are the only person we like. Um, and and it, my impression looking back on this was that Rick Prime is sort of like recruiting him. He's, he's, he's saying, hey, Rick's don't turn this down. So, and, and, then, and then eventually when, when Rick does, he, Rick Prime tries to kill him and he ends up killing uh, Beth and Diane. So my first question is, do, do you, what do you think Rick Prime was trying to recruit him for? Do you think he was actually trying to recruit him or is he just, is he trying to like weed out different types of Ricks? Cause, cause later we see like the, the infancy of sort of a citadel of Ricks. Do you think that those things are connected or? Yeah, I wonder, obviously he's, he's trying to get him. He's trying to get him for some reason. For whatever yeah. whatever the reason is, and uh, there there is a little bit of a conspiracy there, I think, because going back to all the way to uh, with uh, uh, the episode Rick Murray Jack, the montage of Rick's backstory, there's a there's a little clip where Rick is after the death of of Diane and Beth, he's going and he's killing random Ricks all over the place, and one of yeah. the Ricks he finds and. Uh, at, right before he kills him or right before he dies, uh, there's like a little map of the, the galaxy and a bunch of different planets. And yeah. then, and then that, then that Rick expires and our Rick is, is angry about that. He's like, Argh! and because it wasn't the right one, but it implies that there are some Ricks who know what's going on that are not telling our Rick about what, what's happening. So, what what is that recruiting? I you know I don't know. We can't uh, obviously we can theorycraft all we want, but maybe it is a citadel thing. Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it's doing what uh, evil President Morty was doing at some point in time as well, right? Trying to trying to escape it or or trying to harness the power of of all of them, like get every single Rick in the same place and use them uh, to the to his advantage. Yeah, it's possible. And, th and that could be one of the reasons why our Rick, I guess that's the easiest way to explain him, <laughs> or we could say C-137, but um, why he's so anti even like those those gatherings of Ricks that we see in, in the montage of his backstory during, uh, <clears throat> what is it, Sol Solarix? No. Yeah, so uh, Rick, so Rick Mariah Jack. Rick Mariah Jack. Rick Mariah Jack, yeah. 5'10". Uh, anyway, anyway <laughs> um, after his family dies, and this was something that I had sort of forgotten about. I had it had it mixed up in my head because in that backstory, it, Rick's like, this is how I invented interdimensional travel. And I'm like, oh, he didn't really invent it because that other Rick shows up, Rick Prime. And and he he invents it, right? But it's after his family dies that Rick actually invents on his own a portal gun, <clears throat> excuse me, that he can then use to to travel the multiverse. Do you think Rick Prime was like playing four steps ahead, some 3D chess to be like, all right, if I kill his family, 
this guy's going to invent portal travel or was it just part of Rick's grieving process? Like my family's gone. I'm going to go find this guy. And he happens to invent portal travel that way. Uh, wait, okay. Okay. So let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, get, let me parse like, through your question again. <clears throat> You're asking yeah. if Rick prime did that on purpose to motivate our Rick to invent portal travel or, yeah, yeah. Or are you saying it just our Rick just happened to get lucky because he was in the car waiting to get picked them up in ice cream and he because that sent him on a journey of vengeance? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I like to I like to think that uh, I like to think that he's on a mission of vengeance. I like I like that angle more. Yeah. Uh, I don't necessarily like the, the ex machina of, of Rick Prime doing that on purpose, like only killing the, the wife and kid, like fridging the wife and kid. So, so, so Rick does this thing. Um, yeah. Cause I, I, I like what I liked about the Rick Shake redemption. What I liked about that scene, you know, taking all the Gronflamite stuff out of it, taking all the modifying uh, memory type things out of it. What I like is it, it's it's a Rick who is good, good, kind-hearted. He has he has kindness in him, and he, everything. The thing he was going to give up science, and he his family was taken away from him, and so he went back to science. Somewhere deep down inside, is still a good heart in him, and he went on this act of vengeance, and we yeah. see that going back to <laughs> where he where he goes back to the original planet where he thought, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe Rick prime would, would show back up to get to the original Morty. But then he, he stuck with him. He's, he's stuck with that whole family and he's, but now he's with that family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that idea of Rick being willing to let go of things only to be drawn back in by unfortunate circumstances or <clears throat> my voice is also disappearing now. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's something we're going to see later on as we, as we round out this discussion too. Um, so that's, that's kind of gets revisited throughout the history of Rick too. So, so that's the first time we see Rick prime. It's also highly questionable for several seasons, right? Because, Rick literally refers to that as a made-up backstory. Within that, within that same episode, he says, you know, he tricked him with a made-up backstory. So there's always that part of, in some fans, some fans ate it up and thought all of that was legit. The, the writers have since then used that version of his backstory to kind of push the story forward and, and, and confirm some of that. Um, maybe parts of it weren't exactly accurate, but it clearly seems like Rick has used the actual events of his past to trick the Gronflamites. Because, <laughs> because when we, when we get that montage of uh, <laughs> scenes, and Morty's only response is "Ooh, dead wife," <laughs> like <laughs> that. That's that's that two season later confirmation that yeah, it's. That's really what happened. Yeah, yeah. And that, that there's there's the aspect of memory that it's 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 the same way that 
uh, lineups aren't always accurate or um, you know, like uh, like sketch artists aren't, aren't always accurate. Right. Because we versus versus repressed memories where they're like, ah, there's a memory that I didn't even know I had. Oh, now I have it. Uh, whereas there's no real evidence for repressed memories, shifting our memories to like make to convince ourselves that certain things happen certain ways that yeah. that is that 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 happens. And so um, the whole the whole Rick Shank redemption, changing the code to hack the brain analyzer in order to get into the conflict <laughs> lights, that's part of it. But yeah, he can't he might not necessarily modify everything. So but I think I think it is a clever way for the writers to be like. Well, yeah, it didn't happen exactly how it happened in his memory, but it's because he he could modify little bits of it here and there. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, because he's because he's Rick and he's super smart, right? Super super smart. Um, <clears throat> there it goes. All right. Okay. The next couple episodes that I watched didn't necessarily have Rick Prime in them, but I thought that they were still very telling about Rick's past. The first being 508, which was Returnal Friend Shining the Spotless Mort. This was Rick diving into Bird Person's subconscious to try and bring him back from the dead. Uh, not a whole lot in there, Rick Prime-wise, but there were some early scenes where Rick and Bird Person are fighting like gangs of Ricks. Um, I thought that was interesting and and looking at how Rick looked in those scenes. I, I tried to place him sort of in, chronologically in his own history, which then if you skip two episodes ahead to Rick Murray Jack and you get that montage yeah. of Rick's past, then you kind of get all those pieces put back together. So it starts back with uh, Rick Prime in the garage scene from 301 then Rick starting to explore the dimensions, starting starting to try and find Rick Prime. It starts kind of innocent, like I'm just going to see what's out there, see if I can find this guy. It starts to turn darker over time as as Rick is like, <laughs> it, it shows again him with Bird Person. They're they're becoming like these guerrilla terrorist type group fighting the Gronflamites. And Rick really loses himself through this process to the point where he is just on a no kidding killing spree, just trying to get rid of Rick's. The early Council of Rick's um, mass bombings in, in <laughs> theater, like it's it gets real dark. Um, and, and then eventually, in a weird twist, he helps create the Citadel, which you could probably be another conversation <laughs> unto itself. Um, but I, I really like these scenes as sort of a, a picture of the progress that Rick makes over time, highs and lows, right? But it really helps show how this original confrontation with Rick Prime has, has created a domino effect that ultimately results in Rick crashing into a Smith family household, reconnecting with Beth and starting his adventures with Morty. And, and, that, and that montage closes with him and Morty sort of moving forward and, and not dwelling on Rick Prime so much. 
Um, I don't know. Did you did you get a chance to go back and look at any of those scenes, or or, or did you not make it that far? I did. I did. I I, I didn't I didn't watch Rick Turnell French on the Spotless Mort, but I did watch Rick Murray Jack. Uh, I, I, I skipped all the beginning stuff with uh, with Morty taking the aging potion and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, same. But, uh, <laughs> which is, I caught the tail end of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that pretty funny still. But I, 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 like the, I like the fact that Rick has gone in, in Rick Mariah Jack, in that back story, we see how much he's been through and how many Ricks he's killed and how much pain and anguish he's gone because he starts as a young man. He starts yeah. when we first see him in uh, 301. He's a young man in his memory. Through the course of the killing spree, we see him get steadily older, 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 older. So it's assumed that he's just been doing this for like 20, 30 years. Yeah. And it, how how dark that has to be. And in all of that time what happens is he finally gives up the last recourse that he has. Like, I guess maybe I'll go back to his home planet, his, his dimension, and maybe he'll show back up. Like that's, that's his, that's his final recourse because he knows that that Rick prime is a piece of shit. Doesn't care about his family, but maybe he'll show back up and maybe this will be the way to, to find him. Uh, and that, and that giving up that being like, I have no other recourse that leads him to bring us into the series, the viewer unity to where we're now ex- ex- experiencing that point on. Yeah. And I, I mean, you're, you're base, you, you kind of hint at uh 601 Solarix, the, the, the premiere from season six, where that's where we get the big reveal <clears throat> that Morty is from, rick prime's dimension right he's he's rick prime's grandson the 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 now cronenberg earth is rick prime's original dimension that that was a huge reveal in in that episode but for for a premiere by the way for a premiere episode for a premiere episode yeah because reveals aren't aren't, aren't usually (laughs) chock full of of reveals right i i just I thought I thought that that was sort of like glossed over and not really like they talk about it, but Morty's like kind of really forgiving of it and they just move on really, really quickly in the season. Um, But this is where through resetting all portal travelers, Rick is able to actually come into contact with Rick Prime for the first time, possibly in decades uh, where Rick Prime is in his weird space base, uh, and uh, as as we discover by the end of the episode, he's he's dancing naked in a glass tube right in front of Rick. Uh, ultimately, ultimately escapes. Uh, yeah. But uh, I I think that's like that that's the closest Rick has come to to finding Rick Prime. Um, I, I I we talked earlier yeah. about. Rick in 301 recruiting letting go of silence oh, of oh, science oh, right oh, sorry. Yeah. B- being being willing to give up on working on portal travel so that he can be with his family um the parallel to that for me in in Solarix is when he goes back to his original timeline 
and there's that AI Diane that's that's haunting him, just always a room away. And Haunter's gonna hunt. He, Haunter's gonna haunt. Um, he, he he says a line. Rick says that the guy I'm looking for is not findable, and he he starts to talk about the Smith family. He talks about Morty and Summer and their grandkids, and and he really again seems to be at a point where he has moved on from this pursuit of Rick Prime, and he's like, I'm with this family. I'm as happy as a Rick can be. I, I, I don't need to keep doing this. He, you, you see actual growth with him letting all the people die and, and, and stuff on, on that original uh, timeline. But then Diane's actually the one that reminds him, Hey, if everybody's reset, he's probably trapped in his original dimension too. And all of a sudden He's back in it again, and he's he's back in that hunt because he thinks he can get there. He thinks he's close. Um, so, yeah, I think that's another situation where he, he might have just been over it. Yeah. Every time he thinks he's out, they pull him back in. It's 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 a little bit it's a little bit triggering, isn't it? Like that it, where he's he's making progress, but in that progress that he's making, Something something as small as AI Diane saying that makes him be like, yeah, that's act, that's my trauma. That is me trying to seek resolution. I need to go back after that. In any progress he makes away from that, any you know, like it's it's a rubber it's a rubber band. I, I, I don't know what it is, right? Like it's it's easier to uh, they say it's easier to be negative than it is to be positive. Sometimes it's too easy to get caught back up in that negative. And those those yeah. negative habits. So, um, I I interrupted you earlier. I assume that you're gonna you're gonna mention this, but uh, Rick Prime says a little bit later in the episode, I don't really team up anymore. And in 301, you had the question about what, is he is he recruiting people? What 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 what's he what's he trying to get our Rick for? And so here's another example of Rick Prime being like, oh, so he did team up at some point in time. Who did he team yeah. up with? Why did he team up? And and I think that for me is one of the big questions that maybe we get some answers in season seven. Maybe maybe it takes longer to get into those sorts of things. But between him actively going out and looking for Ricks and offering them this opportunity to go travel interdimensionally with him to this point now in you know, 601 where he's talking to grizzled Jerry and saying, yeah, I don't really team up with people anymore. That's, you know, that's not my thing. So he was definitely in a team at some point. Yeah. He was working with somebody. Um, so, so maybe we get more backstory of how that went, or maybe that comes out in some other form uh, or maybe, or maybe the writer's, don't talk about it at all, but I, I think <laughs> having those like those lines feel too intentional. Yeah, that line in particular feels too intentional to just just be a throwaway. Well, I I want to I want to I want to point out that we haven't seen really any indication for the all the other Ricks that exist that they have teamed up with anybody other than Morty. Right? They we they. Morty's, 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 Morty's. They're they're making Morty's, and they're using them as as 
armor, but I, w- I would say the exception being like the Citadel with like SEAL Team Ricks no, and all no. these like. The, no, yeah. what I what I mean though by that is you don't have a bird person or a squanchy or a gearhead. You don't you don't have you don't have these the a Rick team up actual team up. You don't sure. necessarily see a Vindicators. <laughs> I mean, that's not the big, <laughs> yeah. best example, but. Uh, you haven't seen that from any of the other Ricks so so far. SEAL teams, Rick, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, and so I wonder if there's a version, a like a negative version, an injustice league, if you will, of <laughs> of Bird Person and Squanchy and so on and so forth. Bizarro Squanchy, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There could be, yeah. So I, th- I, th- I think I think that I think that's something something cool. But uh, so the last I started at the end, you worked your way to, to the end. The very very last episode that we have on there is Rickshaw Morpoon's Rickmas Morcation, um, and yeah, again, this is where Rick reveals to Morty, yeah, I replaced myself at the at the beginning of that whole Nights of the Sun thing, and eventually he's like. I'm going to move past it in order for me to move past it. I'm going to bring you on board and we're going to go, we're going to find them together. So what did you think about the, that episode? what did you think about the resolution there, Travis? And, and, and how do you, what do you think that does for us moving into season seven? I, I think there's, it's an interesting turn, right? Because at the end of season five, the focus is so heavily on evil Morty and, and closing out, Evil Morty is the big bad, right? The the destruction of the well, and I always say dis- destruction of the central finite curve. I think I think the central finite curve still exists. I think I think Evil Morty just escaped it. Yeah, um, I agree. But especially watching back some of those episodes this time, I was like, yeah, I, I don't. I need to revisit those theories a little bit. But yeah, um, yeah I think it. It's a. I always love when a season ends with Rick ranting and towering over Morty and talking like a lunatic because he's got grand plans about the next several seasons or things like that, right? I got gotta gotta love when an episode ends that way. Um but yeah I think it's I think it's interesting that it's not it's no longer Rick's hidden past. It's no longer something that has has tortured rick alone he is bringing morty into this much like at the end of uh season five when he had to push the lever with morty as a partner i don't i don't think those sorts of things morty being truly a partner were fully explored in season six i think they can go even further in season seven with them working together to try and find rick prime so I, I, I don't know. I think I think it'll be interesting. I I'm very interested to learn. I, I, I want to. Oh no, go ahead. I want to make a, a real, real quick point. Compared to the pilot, right, where 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 Morty is pulled into these adventures against his will. Yeah. At the at the end of Rickshaw Morpoon, Rick says something uh, along the lines of, "You know, if you want to help, right? Like, yeah." Uh, yeah, he's inviting him. He's yeah. a, he's a, exactly right. It's 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 a it's a sh- it's a subtle shift, but it is a shift nonetheless from unwillingness to do you want to help me with this? 
And Morty says yes. He go's downstairs and he examines that. So I think that's that's an interesting little shift there. Back to you, Travis. That's a great catch. Um, all right. So so those are the episodes. Those are the backstory episodes. We've we've kind of come up to speed. We're ready for season seven to start, but I think there's still a few questions that are lingering in my mind. We can kind of rapid fire through these before we get out of here. Um, first one, do you think that Rick Prime cares about Rick C-137 at all? I mean, C-137 has spent his life pursuing Rick Prime. Is is Rick Prime like, yeah, that's just another Rick? Or does he, does he think of Rick our Rick as, as, as a mortal enemy as well. Oh yeah. Well that, that, I think that maybe goes back to the point about, did he do it on purpose to make Rick create portal travel or did, was it just an accident? If it was an accident, then he doesn't care about that Rick at all. Or sorry. Yeah. 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 If, if he didn't, if he meant to kill Rick, then he doesn't care about Rick at all. Uh, But if he did that intentionally, then there's there's something behind that act. Yeah, and I I feel like to be able to avoid Rick C137 for for decades like that doesn't happen by accident. You you don't you're not just wandering the multiverse and Rick just can't happen to catch you. He's actively hiding. Hiding, yeah. Or, yeah. or or masking where he is, right? So I I think there might be some aspect to where he knows he's being hunted or he's just overly cautious to prevent anyone from tracking down where he is. Yeah. To include our Rick. It's it's like um, it's like in those movies where they're like tracing the call. Like I just watched The Fugitive with Harrison Ford the other day, right? I just watched that movie last month. What? That's crazy. What? It's in my letterbox. Oh my god! Yeah, you should also watch watch uh, Wrongfully Accused with Leslie Nielsen, which is actually a, a pretty solid spoof movie. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Buzzing Frog. Okay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, so where they trace the call, right? If you if you want to be found, you're gonna you're gonna leave that that phone off the hook, you're going to let them trace that call. Right. But if you yeah. don't want to be found, you're going to, you're going to hang up before they can trace you and you're going to get to run off. Right. So the fact that Rick prime has basically been hanging up and running away means he's still hiding. He's running away from something, yeah. but we'll see. Which, we'll see. Which, which leads me to my next question, which a, a Rick like Rick prime seems based on all evidence to be very smart, a, a capable foe for the rickest of ricks. Why is it especially based on early indicators? Does this Rick choose to run instead of fight? Like he, he seems very capable. He seems very powerful. What, what benefit is there for him to keep running from this Rick as opposed to just ending, ending the hunt uh, by ending our Rick. Well, the first thought is he's he's bored, maybe, right? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe he knows that he's going to get chased, and maybe, maybe part of the excitement of living is being chased by by somebody who wants to murder you. The thrill of the chase—it's what makes life worth living. <laughs> maybe, it, or maybe it's a trap. Maybe 
maybe he's not running. Maybe he knows that there's going to be a Rick that is his is his foe who wants money based off of the intro to this episode uh, that I did earlier. Maybe maybe it's his foe and he needs that Rick for some reason. Like he needed a single out, yeah. maybe a diametrically opposed Rick in order to reach some overarching villainous goal. There we go. That could be it. Uh, with that in <laughs> mind, do you have any predictions for season seven? Uh, I predict that we will see more Rick Prime stuff for for sure. Um, I think that we. I don't. I don't know if we'll get all the answers. I don't know if we'll get reach a conclusion or a resolution to the Rick Prime stuff. Uh, but I, I think we'll at least get a little bit further. And I know there's going to be bottle episodes. There's going to be one-offs here or there. It's not all going to be canon. But I do like yeah. that we're having a discussion now, not about are we going to get canon episodes? Instead, we're talking about we are going to get canon episodes. What do we think is, is going to happen? So uh, yeah. look forward to those yeah. discussions. As, as, as a longtime fan of the show Lost... I never expect to get all the answers. Uh, and 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 that is true in, in Rick and Morty as well. But I, I do think um yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna get more information. I think there's gonna be probably some episodes that that deal with this uh entirely, as well as some episodes that maybe only like briefly mention it. Um there's there's a little bit of that rant at the end of season six where he talks about like Sometimes things are just going to be going on in the background. I, I I wonder, will there be like Easter eggs? Will there be little nods to the hunt for Rick Prime in the background where you know, a, a keenly eyed viewer may be like, hey, did you notice that? Did you know? Did you notice that character? Did you notice? Oh, Rick Prime was right there. Somebody was watching them like. I don't know. Maybe that'll be there. Maybe it'll just be something the background artists draw in, like a me seeks at an arcade machine. You, Who knows? You 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 took you took it much more literally than I did. I I took that as the, any kind of um, character development, relationship development between the 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 family between the characters. It may not necessarily be on camera. It may not be something that we see happening. It may be happening in the background. It ha be happening between episodes between sure. like oh maybe they reference a time they went to you know uh walmart and they f they bonded over finding a new flavor of red bull and they're like hey i haven't even tried this red bull red bull's nasty but this one is actually pretty good why do you try red bull i don't know why i tried red bull if you think it's a little nasty like well it looked the i like the packaging you know maybe that's a maybe that's a thing that happens in the background that they reference in the background that's right. a background thing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Any any other thoughts before we before we put a bow on this episode about Rick Prime or or things to expect in the upcoming season? What I'm still looking forward to, Travis, is what I think a lot of people are are looking forward to is are we gonna get another trailer? I think I think the answer is yes, we're gonna get another trailer. And will that trailer have the new voices? Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's what that's what we are waiting to see before season seven starts. I hope we get that answer. Well, we will get that yeah. answer because either season seven will start without it or it will start with it. But yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this count while podcasting actively with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna look. We got uh not 
one, two, three, four, five, six. Six more Sundays without new Rick and Morty. Six more Sundays. Sunday, six Sunday, more Sundays, Sundays until brand new seasons of Rick and Morty are out. And we can we can look back on this episode and how wrong we were about so many things. <laughs> about so about everything. You know, you know, one of one of the things uh, we will probably have another episode for certain when they come out with the episode title list. They, they, oh, yeah. they, they've it's a tradition on this podcast. They've they've done it, they've done it for the last couple of years. We're waiting for the episode release list. And once they do, we will be completely wrong with all of our <laughs> we never go back. We never go back to our our predictions. We never do. And we every year we're like, all right, this year we're gonna go back and look back at our predictions and see how wrong we were. But instead we're like, we knew we were wrong. We don't have to do that. Anyway, uh, yeah, we we knew that's we an, knew all along. That's an episode we're looking forward to. But yeah, uh, if, uh, maybe we can find like a niche uh, person that is both not an actor and not a writer, um, and see if we can reach out, get get a, get a preseason interview going. Um, we'll we'll explore some of the contacts we have, see if we can make that happen. So yeah, if you uh, have thoughts. Uh, any anything that you think we missed about Rick Prime or the, or Rick's backstory that we didn't cover in this episode, please reach out to us on any of the the social media links that I rushed through at the beginning of the episode. Um, you can send us an email, do all those things. Um, or if you have any other thoughts or things that you're excited for with season seven, we would love to hear about them. Please do that. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. And uh, yeah, while you're while you're there, you like, subscribe, do all that fun stuff as well. Uh, Brandon, that's it for this episode, unless you have anything else to say. All I have to say, Travis, is thank you all, Unity, for listening. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thank you for being part of the Rick and Morty fandom with us. And until next time, I'm Brandon. I'm Travis. See you later. Bye.